Welcome, Welcome to Minority Corner. Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. Ooh, what are you talking about? Ooh, I think I know what you're talking about, but you tell me, you tell me. She is so excited. Nikki, why are you so excited? Because I've been waiting a whole week to hear about oh, this. It is part two of Queen Khalifa. So, Queen last Khalifa. Week, what happened to you? Where did you go? Mm-hmm. Where are them black Californians at? So we're going to find out. We left you in a cliffhanger um, last week when we left off Queen Khalifa. She was yes. there. She is myth, legend, and probably did exist. And we're going to find out what happened to her and the rest of the black Californians. Ooh, I am so excited. And what are you doing? What What are you doing? I'm doing one of my classic book listicles. Book listicle. Um, a book listicle. A book. A book. A book listicle. Book listicle. Book listicle. Okay, well, okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying the best. <laughs> you do the words. I just do the faces. It's true. You the face. <laughs> I'm the brawn. Um, I, so I'm doing a book listicle on seven books to teach your children about social justice and activism. Oh. I know. I'm super excited. That sounds amazing. Because back when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I think we just had like, you know, oh, oh, you know what we had when I was a kid? How we had what? to learn about social justice and activism? Amelia Bedelia. That's oh, all we God. had. <laughs> My school was on budget. You know, both of all us we love, was, we love Am- Amelia Bedelia. I would love to put, you know what? We, we need to rewrite a book and put Amelia De- Amelia Bedelia back in like social rights, like social yes. activism and stuff. She and, would fuck okay. it up though. She goes, but you know what? What she does is she goes to like a clan meeting and she like oh lights them on fire this is on crazy. accident. This is... <laughs> Did it take a turn? I thought it'd be funny. Oh, that <laughs> and was, that's a dark, but goes also, to a clan meeting. It was, it was dark humor. I like it. I was good. Yeah, she, she lights them on fire. Whoops. Happy ending. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amelia. I mean, Aneke. Let's okay, Bedelia. Am I a million? Are you Bedelia? Uh, you know what? I'll take Bedelia. I would l- okay. please call me Bedelia from here on out. All, All right. right. <laughs> See you over there, Amelia. Let's go. Bedelia. <laughs> call me by my name. <laughs> here we are. Episode 90. Believe that? Ten episodes know, and then cannot. we're at episode one hundred. It just it flies by so fast. Just I mean, I was a young boy by the pool. Yes. I was a young you, woman with you by the pool. That's true. We <laughs> were our younger selves. Yes. Um, just so doe-eyed and so fresh to the podcasting scene, not knowing about its sleazy underbelly. Well, I don't I mean, I still don't know about its sleazy underbelly. Oh, okay. What I mean, have I, you been dabbling I mean, in? I mean, I don't know it either. Uh, <laughs> I just want to cry. Tell me off the mic. I've seen some shit. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Oh my god! I'll suck your dick for a podcast. Whoa! Uh, what, is god, that how well, we got this podcast? Is that how you got your mic? Right, it's better for you not to ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> I'm scared for you. You feel? I am. Really I am really worried for you, everybody. Say a little prayer for, for Bedelia right say, now. For Bedelia needs <laughs> prayers. Like this is actually like a telethon, and you just you call in and just say prayers. We don't need money. Just uh, 
Suck your dick for a podcast. Stop saying it's so it's scary. It's Bedelia. Listen, Bedelia got to eat, Aneke. Bedelia oh. got to live on the podcast airways. You can't shut Bedelia down. You have, she is who she is. You have taken me to a new level right now. I I just came to do a simple little podcast with my friend James. Instead, I get Bedelia being nasty on me. <laughs> That's Bedelia. <laughs> she nasty. <laughs> Oh my god! And okay, can I tell you about something that I so when I was flying back like a few weeks ago from uh, the the new lands of Queen Khalifa? Yeah. Um, I was so you know I have a thing against. Well, I think I can I can speak for both of us. I think, mm-hmm. or I'll I'll speak in cahoots for us. Okay, I'm um, listening. <laughs> <laughs> that like we both are not big fans of these like redos of these disney no we do not for live action. i do not like not it i saw it once don't need to see it again i like frame by come frame ratio it's lazy it is lazy and so on my i had a red eye because okay. that's just how i roll had a flight at 12 59 a.m mm-hmm. i actually lost a day because i thought i was like oh i'm flying out tuesday 12 59 a.m mm-hmm. thinking college time like that's like literally tuesday night but really it's monday morning yeah i know i know right yeah that's it just a sight so i lost a day like monday like, night. oh my god yes monday at 9 a.m i'm like what time is my flight tomorrow it's like wait a minute that oh fuck it's today so i had I a jam pack two days of san francisco bay area into one i was non-stop seeing people it was like dinner oh with god. this person see my mom see my dad see the wow. theater company da, 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 da. so i was you tired squeezed about- it I had to. I had to see the. I had to see the people in that game. I had to make the rounds. Right. I mean, you had to make everybody happy. People would have been upset, right? Oh yeah. You don't understand. I felt like I was, and I'm being legit. I'm not being like cheeky right now when I say this. I feel like I was way lucky. Like the like. We, I, I got to see you a lot and people that, were like wanting like you go on James's Facebook page and they're like oh you're here I hope I get to see you and in my head I'm like I saw James yesterday I'm gonna see him it. tomorrow we'll see see <laughs> oh that's how we do not only are you one of my best friends but we own a business and a baby together yes it's true and, we are case, if, if you're wondering what the baby is it's the podcast they're like they got no a baby? we had a tryst in 2000 it was we a wild a time. It was, you know, <laughs> the pool led to the baby, led to the podcast. It, well, well, did you know? You know we'd be there's living a our spawn best lives. of Minority Corner. No, <laughs> little Bedelia Amelia. That's where she got her name from. <laughs> we just um, flipped it. We're that lazy. Well, yeah, I just flip it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, we're our creative juices are spent towards this podcast. You know, like it's true. Bedelia can take what she gets or gets what she takes. Also, I see what you're doing. You were fine with being the Bedelia and I was going to be the Amelia. And then all of a sudden you get your ways to flip it where you come first. I see that you, James. No, a star is born. I see you. I, was, I will not be in this backseat. That is not what happened. I was just saying you are dream girls in me right now. That was what about me? What about my needs? That is not what's happening. Um, it just it, it just sounded better. 2017, flip it up a notch, you know. Sure. Okay. Um, back to be so I on my plane, I was like, yeah. uh, I'm tired. I don't want to watch anything. But I was flying on United and they're like, but we have free movies. I was like, okay. And so <laughs> I was flipping through and I saw Beauty and the Beast and I was like, I would never pay for this or even right. use my valuable Netflix at home viewing time. And I was like, yeah. mm, I'll watch Beauty and the Beast. And I will say, 
You know what? That's when good like trash movie watching is done. That's how I watch Suicide Squad. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I accidentally went to the theater. Oh. Um, <laughs> accidentally. Just, whoops, I'm here. Uh, the midnight showing. How the fuck did this happen? Give me my, my money back. Oh, um, my God. So, yeah, I saw Beauty and the Beast. And I have to say, I'm going to retract like some of what I said oh. about these remakes. Like, you liked it? it? I Yeah, it was actually pretty... Interesting. I mean, uh, okay. Emma Watson, she was like a very like strong, just when you thought Belle couldn't get any more like strong and independent. Yeah. All she right. was being strong and independent. I Gaston okay. was so likable though. So I think, oh, also sidebar. Um, I also like the movie froze halfway through and I was like, oh. well, I, I'll take the sleeping <laughs> oh, pill. Well. And then yeah. as soon as I, it's, I took my sleeping pill, I literally just took it and started playing again. I was like, uh-oh. Oh I, no. <laughs> timetable. So I actually, I fell asleep, but okay. halfway through it. But what I saw, I liked and it was it is sort of almost like yeah it is almost a retelling of what already happened but it's right. it's, it's, it's in a very fun interesting way LeFou okay. is very very not very gay but he's there and okay. he's um and the song oh here's the thing that I was like oh Neke would like this they have Ooh, what will I like it's um not just all white people oh Disney okay, did what Disney, Disney you know if you make sense Disney's been doing this like you know Colorblind uh, casting. You were like, you know, yeah, non-traditional cast. I hate all those terms, but they've been. I know di- I hate it, but I just had been, to. Th- yeah. Yeah, Disney's been like follow the money. They've been putting diversity yeah. on the screen. <laughs> um, so it's I was impressed like, with that. You know what? I wish that they did, and I'm glad to hear that the production value was good. You're you're saying stuff that I've heard from other people, so maybe I'm I'll soften my critique. Yeah. But um i they could have easily changed it where it's like the cartoon is a cartoon version of beauty of the beast but if they're doing a movie of beauty of the beast tell the real story tell the, the not the story? not the real story but i mean like the <laughs> tell like us the, the traditional real story. one like well, the hand christian was... anderson one no oh, you know the one where it's like the actual fairy tale like they could go darker they could go creepier mm-hmm. like um if I they're see, yeah. You know what I mean? Change up the color on the dress. Make it red. Like, it's, like <laughs> add something different. Like, you go to see something different instead of just a dumbass rehashing of the same thing. But I'm glad to hear yeah. that they did mix it up a little bit. A little bit. There was a little things, And sometimes it's kind of fun to see, like, oh, this is a nod to that in the cartoon. Or, like, oh, uh, they said that exact line differently. And oh, okay. instead, like, <laughs> in the movie, he'd be like... When she doesn't go out to have dinner with her, he's like, in the cartoon, he's like, well, go ahead and starve. (laughs) And in this one, he said, well, go ahead and starve. And then he knocks over a table and storms off. So a different interpretation. Okay, just a little mixing it up. Dan Stevens (laughs) putting his twist on the beast. Oh, did you see the actual pictures of Dan Stevens and Emma Watson where he's dressed like a slug on high heels? Where she deserves an Academy Award for being able to, like, Emma Watson, I give her all the snaps. I give her I all the snaps. It's interesting because her as Belle, like, sometimes it was, like, it felt like she was kind of bored. Like, I, like, yeah. like she was, like, bored with this town, you know? Um, like, well, she is, isn't she? Yeah, but even more than usual. Like, she... She's not like whimsical about her boredom. I'm like, oh, this is bored. She's like, I am bored of this fucking town. She's also oh an inventor. God. She's an inventor okay. in it too. And okay. Gaston, like, I don't remember because I fell asleep, but I imagine, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, he dies in the end, I would imagine. Well, does he die? I don't think oh, he dies. Does he die? Well, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> I forget. He, in the cartoon, <laughs> he falls in the cartoon, he falls off a building. Uh... He definitely falls off a building. Um and I and and so, but he's so likable in this one. He's very likable. 
which is mm. not a bad thing. That's not um, a bad thing. But it just is, uh, it's interesting. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I like the, the stuff that they did with LeFou. He's always sort of like admiring him and not like a, and he's, it's the right balance because it could be too creepy of like, uh-oh, LeFou. Like leering, leering. Yeah, but it was instead like they have him enough. like, oh, he just, just really. Like, yeah, everybody, like any girl would be silly not to be with you. <laughs> okay, then that makes sense. That's <laughs> yeah. cute. It's adorable. We'll watch it when it's free access to me as well. <laughs> on its way. On its way. I, you know what? The movie's got enough money, so I'm not mad at you. Get it when it's free. Right. When it's free, tune in. And if you fall mm-hmm. asleep, it's okay. Like, you really only need, you'll get a taste of it and be like, oh, this is fun. I enjoyed this. And I get what they're doing. And, like, I'm not right. mad at it. I'm not as angry at it as I was. Exactly. In the spirit of the French Revolution, which is mere years away from the events of Beauty and the Beast, right the I will not be giving my money to the rich and I will be waiting until... There you go. You know, they also answered some plot holes, too. That was the other thing that oh. they were able to do. They okay. were in- Like, for instance, like, why was it so snowy over in that one area? They explain it. They're like... Oh, they do? Oh. Yeah, because, like, if you remember in the cartoon, it's, like, sun shiny, and then it's, like, yeah, and then snow it's- and <laughs> And, yeah, there's so many plot holes that you go back, and you're like, oh, they answered that. You're right. And that you didn't even think to think oh. about because you were, like, eight years old. And, yeah, like, you don't give a fuck. And why didn't nobody go visit that kingdom, right? Wouldn't they have been like, oh, that king, where did he go? Like, no one remembered him or his also, people. right. Like, there's no rule to, like, Belle's little town like what happened was is uh they had the that lady waved us she waved a spell that made everybody forget that kingdom even existed oh that's convenient that's good you know right those little Just, potholes yeah. you think about as a kid and like that she then made it snow only in that area so they even like go in there like oh my god it's snowing over here but it's june like yeah. well you know what this makes me feel like it was created by a neurotic writer like someone who wrote the cartoon was like i fucked up i need to do it again and yeah. explain all the stuff yeah there are nary a plot hole fixing in this one so i feel like disney just really needs to do a retraction they're like oh some of this stuff doesn't make sense and okay and you see like the little the the clocks like they're forming more and more into the things they're becoming more and more like the clock they're becoming more and more yeah interesting okay yeah. so, i'm gonna yeah. have to check it out yeah, i'm gonna check, check, it out, it check, out. It out, check it out check it out um even they even changed some of the order of songs too which just made it flow better so just like they revamped oh. it Re-judged okay it. they gave it a little makeover speaking of makeovers let's talk about little kim's face <laughs> okay so one i haven't seen little kim in like forever but last time i saw her she looked cray <laughs> I like so how it's like what's... last time on Little Kim's face. I know. Um, what is I, going on? I was taking a little work break and I went down this because I have actually never seen the full music video of um, How Many Licks. And oh, yeah, that's a oldie bit of goodie. Only been a good, cute, sexy, fun music video. And I'm watching that music mm-hmm. video. I'm like, she is so fucking hot and sexy in this music mm-hmm. video. She is so cute. And she even like the music video that came shortly after that, where she's like, she, she, I forget. It's like, it's got this like Latin beat behind it because the Latin craze just come in. And so okay. like, I, I forget which song it was, but it's like something about deep blue sea, da 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 da, you and me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got like a little bit of like a cha cha flavor to it. And she is like dancing it up. One thing, like when little kids. She was cute. She was so cute. When she dances, she does put on this like aggressive face, which reminded me of like when I was doing drag. My friend said, when I dance as like me, I dance with like an aggressive face. And they're like, don't do an aggressive face because you look like a man when you do it. And you got to soften your features. And I noticed that when little Kim was dancing. I was like, oh, okay. But so cute. So cute. Yeah. You know what? It's okay to be an aggressive woman yeah. dancer. You could be, you could do all of you in that you way. Do you. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there was, like, her most recent music. Oh, and then you go watch her and, like, put your lighters up that, like, 
she did Which 2009. Okay, uh, we're getting closer to uh, now. Yeah, but she had done her, like, the music video starts off with people like, oh, did you see little Kim? I think she got, like, her nose done, da-da-da. Oh, she so she's actually only, bringing it up. She did. She addressed it. And she only had her nose done at this point in 2009. And it's like, you've heard the song. I forget the, like, uh, put your lighters up, something, like, they name all the cities. And it's, Okay. Yeah. And so, but then you can see it. It's like, oh, it's starting to happen, the plastic surgery. And then uh, I watched in 2004. Then I watched, remember her ladies night she did with yeah. uh, DeBrat? Yes. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, was Missy little, on that one? Missy Elliott. I almost said uh-huh. Little Mama, but she was like a fetus. Um, yeah, I think it was Missy left was eye. the brat. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Yes. And Angie Martinez, who I don't know who she, who was Angie she Martinez? She was, she's a DJ. Okay. Yeah. She came out of New nowhere. York. New okay. York. She's very popular in New York. Okay. Well, I still haven't. She's still the Jayla to my Mariah Carey, and I don't know her. Ooh, um, you're gonna. Ooh, New York is gonna be mad at you. I'm a cow. Listen, I got Queen Khalifa to protect me, so back <laughs> off. The spirit of Queen Khalifa. So, anyways, and then they did a, they did a, they did a BET Soul Train Awards in 2014. They did, uh, they all came together and did it again, minus okay. Angie Martinez and minus Left Eye, obviously for obvious reasons. And right. You could just see at first I was like, oh, in 2009, little Kim, I was like, oh, she's got her nose dyed. And yeah. then you see like the full progression of it. I think that's what shocked the world. I remember in 2014, she came out and everybody was like, whoa, what happened? Because yeah. one, I feel like we can talk one. I don't want to like face shame sure, people absolutely. or whatever they want to do. But it's sad because it's a lot of skin bleaching. A lot of skin They're, bleaching. There's the eyes. I think she was she's wearing like blue contacts and like her eyes. Like even the shape of her eyes have shifted and changed. And Oof. there's a cheek, just extenuated cheekbones. It just I think it just made me sad because like she's not even recognizable and she was she was so pretty and it just right. reminds me of like how hard this industry must be, especially for a God, woman and a woman of color. Can you imagine like all of those standards? I I just recently posted on something I probably Twitter, but I wrote like, all I wish for Christmas is that America accepts black beauty standards. Like the shit that we have to go through with our hair, we're Mm -hmm. constantly trying to figure out different ways to do our hair because it's not apparently how it grows out of our head is inappropriate. Our skin Mm. color, people Mm -hmm. are literally like skin is like being so thin and easy to blisters because of people are bleaching it. Our features, like Mm -hmm. we can't have, um, you know, round cute button noses that we do mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. lovely large nostrils to breathe air through they're adorable why do they need to be like pointed and like it's just not you know i know and then meanwhile all of the other features are being co-opted our lips True. everybody's getting injectables Their our butts. boobs our butts like can we like well even ugh. like even even the hair because Charlize Theron like yanked in her latest what was that Fast and the Furious movie oh with the she dreadlocks had those, she had the dreadlocks she had those, the dreadlocks they're like she's a hacker and she's got dreadlocks like I don't I don't understand I'm gonna say those were barely dreadlocks those were gel twisted hairs I'm sorry you true. add you it's douse her in water that hair is gonna go straight it's gone it's gone <laughs> fucking gone. <laughs> So I just, I, I just, I feel, I just, I love Little Kim so much. I also, I love female MCs and there aren't yeah. any right now because I don't count any of the Isaiahs. No. They can go eat They're, their faces. Ugh, and they're collaborating too. Gross. Yeah. So I, like, I miss like the, all the female MCs. Like I wish they would come back. Like I love me some female rap. Like it they're just. They're coming back. I, you know who should, you should look into now? Hmm. 
You should look into, oh, fuck. What's the fuck her name? Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B? She's the new one that's up and coming. That's supposedly pretty good. She's giving Nikki a run for her money. That's what everybody's saying. And you know what? Nikki, she she raps too fast, so I can't keep up. So I love a little (laughs) slow down. That's what I love about little Kim. She came at it like really hard and sort of sassy, you know, and like, just go watch old school little Kim clips. She just was so fun and so adorable. And like, you can even see that she performs now. Like she... Something happened to her, and mm. she's trying to repair it through other ways. So oh, I just, that bothers I me so give much. Give her a hug. Give her yeah. a hug. Support her. Support all of our lovely chocolate ladies and men, because and we deserve to be pumped up with our features as well. Absolutely. And you know how you can, you know who is supporting you, uh, the black women's and the black ladies? Who? Well, it's going to be all of us come uh, next year in March with our dollars when we head to the box office to go see A Wrinkle in Time. It was a long yes. segue. Yes. <laughs> Those pictures like were that just... <laughs> that took me on a ride, and I'm glad that it led me to Wrinkle in Time because that is one I am so excited because Nerd Girl Neke loved herself some Wrinkle in Time when she was growing Ooh, up because so it's about good. a nerdy little girl looking for her dad. Yeah. And then two... Oprah's in it and she looks great. Have you seen those pictures that they oh, released? I saw the pictures and I thought Ava DuVernay did a really great job because like it's the so like Mrs. Who what is it Mrs. Witch and Mrs. What's it and Mrs. And Mrs. Who, Who. Mm-hmm. and it's it's Oprah Winfrey, uh, Mindy Kaling, and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh, and I love that. Like it's just like that. Of course, those are the who should be the three the three They're, you know mystical I, women. I want them to be my fucking fairy godmothers right now. Yeah. I just, and I love, Ava DuVernay had a quote and she just said that she was like, she really wanted to see, she's like, I've never seen like, you know, a young black woman in this sort of like sci-fi type adventure. Yes. She was like, I, she's like, I wanted to see that. And it just and like, you know it, what? She got the best Chris out of all the Chris's, Chris Pine. Oh, is he the best Chris? He's the most woke. Oh, okay. I get you. On He's that the one, one that had that one single tear during the Selma song. Oh, he did. Yeah, you know it's hard because I do. I love all the Chris's. I really do. Um, I guess if I had to rank the Chris's, it's mm-hmm. hard because I love Chris Evans and I love Captain America so hard. They're and... both really good. They're both up there because Chris Evans is another one who's super woke on Twitter, and his body is like on point. And I just want to lick every crevice of it. So I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, sex sells with okay. me and gay. So sadly, I'm gonna have to rank Evans, Pine, mm-hmm. and then Hemsworth. And you know what? In my but defense, what about the other one? What's his face who? from Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, you did the complicate shit. Um, <laughs> I would put him at the third one because I've okay. heard him be too woke about nothing. You know, at least Chris Evans, I feel like he's so interesting because he problematizes like mm-hmm. everything that he's involved in. He's like, oh, like these movies. I don't know if I want to do them for so long. And I think yeah. that's fascinating too. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like and maybe I'm more in love with like Captain America, like himself is is so against like a lot of the mm. bullshit that is in government and so maybe mm-hmm. i'm attaching some of that uh along with okay. it okay well, here's mine okay pine first because he was super stoked to be the girlfriend figure and, and was quoted as saying that he loved being the girlfriend figure in wonder woman yes, and also yes. he had a single tear during the selma thing True. and he's done other work um evans because he um you know, he does a lot, like you said. I agree. Yeah. Um, and he like also he dressed so. up he, in character when he went to go visit the little sick kids in the oh, hospital. Yeah. And I feel like he also did something recently about, like, either this administration. He's, he's like, he's gone to battle he's on Twitter. He's vocal. 
He's, he's very been vocal, like, vocal. Use, like as Captain America, like against racists, like mm-hmm. and using that nom- that moniker of Captain America. So he's he's done. Yeah, I'm gonna put oh, Hemsworth what, third okay. because he actually, to me, gave an excellent apology for being a dumbass. He went Ooh. to a Native American party and he dressed up like it. But then Ooh. once he somebody told him he was wrong, you know what he did. He took all of his proceeds, him and his wife, donated it to several Native American causes, wrote a heartfelt apology, said how humiliating he felt and how he just wasn't aware. It was one of those apologies where I was like, okay, you know business. Genuine apology, too. mm -hmm. And then there's the last one, Guardians of the Galaxy, who I think is funny and awesome, but he's said some dumb things. So while I don't hate him, he just... Isn't to the part of the other Chris's. Very true. Very true. And his his wife is Anna Ferris, who I do love and I think is like love the most Anna like, Ferris. One of the most hilarious underused women in comedy. Like she's a Lucille Ball type. Like, you know, Agreed. you watch a scary you watch a scary there's an interview that she does with RuPaul on What's the Tea. I highly recommend it. It's so fascinating. Yeah. She like the scary movie was her first movie and she literally was like, I'm going to go to LA. I give myself like, I think she sent in a tape, an audition okay. tape and uh-huh. she was going to give herself like one month. And like, she ended up like hitting it off. Like, she yes. Just, and she actually started off. She was thought she was a dramatic actress. Wow. And she's just, she's so funny. She's so hilarious. Absolutely. I love yeah. her. Oh, well, so I love good. playing rank the Chris's and um, <laughs> lastly, I'm going to rank the Spider-Man's for you in the Spider-Man okay. homecoming. I'm not yes. going to give any spoilers. No it's spoilers. The it's the best Spider-Man, though. It's and better know- than Tobey Maguire? Yeah, Tobey Maguire wasn't really Spider-Man. He was just Tobey Maguire. I love the Tobey Maguire one. You know, I, I you know, a lot of people say that. Like, for me, this is my favorite Spider-Man. Wow. Because I, I, I remember watching the cartoon, and, like, this, Tobey Maguire wasn't, like, snarky enough as... You know, yeah, Tom Holland knocked it out the park during the Avengers. So. Oh, and just wait till you, he was just revving up. He was just yeah. getting his engines purring. Cause like, you're just like, you watch the movie, you're like, oh my God, this is what Spider-Man was supposed to be this entire time. I actually oh. preferred, and I know I'm controversial in this, but I preferred Andrew Garfield's Toby. Really? I preferred Andrew Garfield because he wow. was like, he, yeah, but you know what? I will say this. Neither yeah. of them really nailed Spider-Man and then you see uh Tom Holland oh. and he fucking knocks it out of the park. Okay, he's, cool. He's and like oh here's the things that you're gonna appreciate. All mm-hmm. the all the kids in school look like high schoolers. Yes, I'm sick of these 20 year olds being sexy teenagers. Even the even the extras, you're like, oh my god, look at all these. They're kids, and that guy they literally casted children as yes. like, and it makes and it makes sense because it's like they're children. Yeah. I the do di- think they are like Tom Holland and He's like I think nineteen. The, yeah, they're like nineteen twenty, but that's still close enough. They usually cast Andrew Garfield was twenty nine in that case, and he looked it. That's why <laughs> he looked like a man. He was an angry, angsty man. <laughs> he was why. so he was so angsty. You're right, and I guess Tobey Maguire was just sort of awkward. Awkward. Like there's a there's a charm yeah. to Peter Parker that like Tom Holland really nails. And the other thing I really love is just like the diversity of this movie yes. is off the fucking hoo ha chain. I, I love think, like, it. He's on the decathlon team. And there's like eight folks, and only yeah. one of them is another white person. The rest are all fucking diverse. Because isn't it in Queens? And Queens is diverse as fuck. You know what? I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what Queens looks like. There's even an extra who she's got like um. You know, she's from the Middle East and she's got like her appropriate like wear for that. Like it's just like it's oh, like his it's, job. This is, she's got her job on. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just like, oh, this is fucking New York. And it's like finally like, oh, my God, this fucking that's just awesome. makes sense. And I love it. I can't wait to see it. 
And I'll say this, though. I think what's so interesting is the only reason that this movie works is because we had five other Spider-Mans before. Yeah. Because... <laughs> we finally got it right after We finally five. got it right. And it makes you appreciate it. Because, like, we can also, like, skip past Uncle Ben. We get it. He died. We know uh, the story. But, like, yeah. that's the thing is that, like, this movie couldn't have been the first Spider-Man. It needed the other five to make this one allow it to happen. Oh, so. I like that. It's like fine wine. It's been aged to perfection. It has. We finally got it. And, like, there's, like... And, and just go... After you're done watching the movie, go look at the Easter eggs online. This movie was not messing around. I fucking every, love an Easter egg. Every yes. moment, every character, there is not a drop fucking wasted. And yes. you can, the future of the Spider-Man franchise is in very good hands. We've got to have Spider-Man oh, coming it. up. So that's all I'll say. All I'll say. So good. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Cannot wait. And you know what I cannot wait for, James? What? What? Um, your second part to Queen Khalifa. Oh, well, that is coming up. This is a jam-packed episode because it's episode 90, and we're not fucking mm. around. We, we are, are not, not fucking around. Fucking around. We haven't said an <laughs> F-bomb in a while, and that's how you know we are serious. So hold on to your fucks because we got Queen Khalifa coming up. What? And Aneke's got what? some books for y'all. And your right? kids. Oh, hide my God. Hide, hide your wives. Hide your kids. Get we are about to kick through the door and give you some motherfucking podcasts. Like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We are back. Part two, Aneke. If you yes. remember. Okay. I've been holding on to my okay. butt for a whole week yes. now, and I am ready for some more Khalifa action because, I, like, literally, my little nerdy fantasy world black girl is in love with this woman. Right? It's she's so fascinating, so amazing. It's like I, I know mm-hmm. you're. I know you're going to be for Halloween this year, Queen Motherfucking Khalifa. <laughs> and to think that I was thinking about being Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, what Mo- level? Yeah, did you were I- stepping it up. <laughs> It's like, womp, womp, and then boom. Khalifa. Khalifa. So, as we knew from last week, not all black folks that came to the new lands of Americas came by slave ships. And so, what I think Mm -hmm. is so fascinating is we can all even kind of re-examine our heritage and not to, like, that we didn't all come via slave ships and not to, like, just to open up our narrative and our story. And, And, yes, yeah. So what happened to all the, you know, what happened? What what happened? I know. Like, where are these ancient black civilizations yeah. that were here in California? Well, and also know a lot of this information. I mean, researchers do as much as they can to try to dig into this. But a lot of it has been right. destroyed purposely so to yep. uh, ruin the, the numbers. So um, I'm just going to give out some of the findings that I've come across. And some of it, like, again, it's it's hard to piece together from um, essentially broken you know broken history you know right so um khalifa is like i said she's you know, khalifa she's part of california's history and yes um you know i guess back in and also just remembering that black folks came in a lot of different ways cortez himself who i talked about last week um he had about mm-hmm. 300 black people with him on his expeditions oh. as slaves um or I as think they were soldiers I, i'm not that's a good question i don't know exactly for sure I don't know. Okay. They were with him on his expedition. They probably were like workers, but I don't know if they were like, I don't know. for sure. I don't know if they were slaves exactly. Yeah. Because he was. Oh, I have a. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say he was bringing them with him like, like as like, like I said, on his expedition. So they would have to be people who 
were travelers themselves in some ways. Like if they were right. working, they weren't getting probably paid like a lot of money because the Europeans yeah. had that shit on lock at this point. Because we're talking about like, the 1500s. Oh yeah, that's slavery. And also, which and this also would make very sense because remember when the uh, Europeans were arriving to the continent, they're like, "Oh my God, look at all these Moors here! What? How'd that happen?" So, yeah. who's really good at traveling from across the Atlantic? Black people. Exactly. So most of the navigators on these expeditions to the New World were African because Africans knew how to get to the fucking New World. And so that not even right necessarily there proves slaves. it. That proves it. That proves it. Because if you're a slave on a boat, you're down below. You're not seeing shit. You're not up yeah. there looking at the ocean, navigating shit. So the fact yeah. that they used black Africans as navigators on these ships right. meant that we were traveling back and forth from Africa to the yeah. Americas. And so some, you know, by the time, you know, with the slave trade, some were absolutely down in like, but some who were, I think, on these expeditions right. were not necessarily using slaves. Like, so because not all mm-hmm. black people were enslaved as well. Like right, some exactly. had, you know, um, so apparently Columbus had a black navigator. Oh, he, interesting. Moorish. And folks, like I said, have been going back and forth between Africa and America, like essentially like, from the mm-hmm. dawn of time. Like we, they just been doing it. Yeah. And, um, oh, I have a sidebar. Oh, yeah. I just found out recently that um, Blackbeard, you know, the pirate, he... Oh, yeah, it was black. Used... No. Oh. <laughs> he, but... I was just ready to reclaim everything. <laughs> no, I know. You black, you black, you black. No, Blackbeard you was black. not black, but he did do a lot of his pirating off of slave ships, and when oh. he would find a slave ship, he would um, either set them free or they would become a part of his crew. And I think Ooh. towards the end of his reign, like, I think a fourth or a third of his crew were black. That is hella dope. And Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm pretty sure you had a black beard. Where was his black crew? I I think they had a couple of black people in there with, like, snaggly teeth oh. and, like, wooden eyes there was, and shit. And Zoe Saldana, and we'll never forget before she became the <laughs> movie legend that she is, she had a very sidebar role. Yeah, they- I think she was fresh off of center stage yeah, at the time. Yeah, they slipped us in there. They, they she, tried. It's Disney. They're like, throw Zoe, a couple black people in there. <laughs> yeah, they had Zoe Saldana, and then she did not come back for the rest of them. But I'm not mad no, at her. No. Not mad at her. She went on to so, bigger and better things. She was like, I'm out. So <laughs> a Moorish African emperor, Abu Bukhari, took a thousand ships to the New World in the 1300s. So again. 1300s. So this is noted. This is noted. Yeah, back in the 1300s, is like, I'm going to come over there. Why aren't, this is literally not a myth. This is literally, like, been written down. Nobody's telling us about this shit. Like, what the fuck world history books? Yeah, and even if someone tried to come at me with, like, some, like, I don't know, I'd be like, fuck you. We've had so much of our history burned, destroyed, yada, Mm -hmm. like... So uh, there were Moorish navigators and seamen who uh, were highly sought after in those days, because, like I said... They were able, like, Europeans were very much in their infancy in the navigational across, going across the oceans. Black folks have been doing this for the longest time. And if you think about this, this shit fucking makes sense. Christopher asked, Christopher motherfucking Columbus probably heard from some black guy or some Mm -hmm. black woman or some black folks about, like, oh, yeah, I, I," because, like, again, Europeans were like, oh, my God, the world is, like, it's all flat. Like, you'll fall off. And he's in, like, some, around some, like, seafaring black folks. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just went over to America like a few weeks ago and he's Is like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs back and he's like i have an idea he fucking again and you know what you know what history holds this up because time after time they continuously steal all of our shit 
All yes. of the, in, they, we continuously have things stolen from black folks between our culture, our information, our gods, our like everything that is our culture and what we have is stolen from black folks. I'm so pissed off because meanwhile in Europe, they're like in their fucking having the plague, thinking the world is flat, dying yeah. this way and that way. And then they Stupid. have the nerve to turn around and then call Africa a dark continent and the people who live there savages when we've been going back and forth like a fucking freeway <laughs> to the americas just like, like oh, i'm just gonna go to the, the americas fuck? for a few months yeah yeah Traveling back and forth we got this Ugh. um also sidebar this was in some of the readings i was finding out that apparently a black man used to own the san fernando valley what he was pio pio de jesus pico and oh. that was uh he oh lived from yeah 18... i've heard about this guy yeah, he was actually the last Mexican governor of California, but also black. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so just a little sidebar, little sidebar on that. Black people so, be getting around, like what's literally what we be doing. Jesus. We, yeah. Well, so again, so the black Californians, they were they had, they were military savvy. They yeah. were shipbuilders. Yes. They were priests, scientists, traders. Not Give traders, but like uh, you know, commerce traders. Sure. Like, Empire yeah. builders. Yes. And um, apparently that they also had, and this is where you get some of their uh, African roots, that they the, were worshippers of gods that were very similar to uh, the Egyptian ones. So mm. Horus, Osiris, Isis. Mm. They had a sun god, Ra. And, oh, this um, is all Egyptian. Right. Yeah. So again, like the connections to that. And like, yeah. So again, like I said earlier, they, they were matriarch societies. Yes. And women. Based, ladies were doing up based on maternal values. And... Descendants and relationships were determined through the female line, and mm. which was also a practice that was very common in West Africa and throughout the ancient world as yes. well. Yes. So there's uh, also I been some this. findings mm-hmm. that apparently at Crystal Lake, California, and just in different areas of California, there are these cave paintings de- uh, depicting like tens of thousands of years ago, this culture um, of the Cal- Black Californians, which is now apparently a military base. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. So I so can't, can't go visit it? No. But don't you think that is some shit that like some of these things are That's fucking convenient off. government. And a, of, and a lot of these things tend to are also tend to be destroyed, which is the same thing actually if you go to Egypt, a lot of the stuff has been defaced that the mm-hmm. Egyptian uh, government has 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 defaced the pictures of these folks with um leaning to technologies that they might have had because of course like if if these ancient civilizations were you know black advanced and had advanced technologies, right, it goes against the sort of you know Christianic narrative that they wanted to have out of there. Exactly. And ah, in fact, this makes me so mad, but also so proud. And also just like, why haven't I even seen this? And like, why not do a movie about this? Like again, like even if some of it is myth, like we see myths about shit all the time. That is a bunch of like white folks being mythical. I mean, I hate to be rude, but Exodus. There's some myth in there. Sorry, religious people. But that's the thing is that, like, I think a lot of the stories, like, even in the Bible that we still even talk about today, like, there's there's some myth and there's some allegories. So it's like, well, let's celebrate this this other um, figure. Um, This is, like, prestige television, Oscar-worthy movie, special effects bonanza, bonanza, and a little dip into history. Like, you saw how excited everybody got off of that tiny-ass teaser trailer of Black Panther? Can I you know. imagine? That's what this, like, literally is reminding me of, of, like, some, like, like some Black Panther 
Fucking shit right in here. In the Americas with I'm bringing Ugh. the Griffins back. Gotta Bring can't back. leave those fucking can't weirdos out. <laughs> but that's the thing is that what's so empowering is that we don't have enough of our mythical figures who lived and maybe their stories have been blown up even larger and just like when i learn about khalifa i feel inflated yes. i feel like you know like and like she is one of many stories that have been left on the cutting room floor of history exactly i know and also some of these cave paintings show um this community black californians be more than just hunter gatherers so like hmm. folks always try to depict them as you know hunter gatherers that these were like they had a community of civilization yes which makes sense if they were here for tens of thousands of years uh, a town's here. got to pop up <laughs> yeah they're gonna kind of figure it out and khalifa and her people like and she was a lineage a lineage of you know black female leaders that were there so is khalifa um, one person or is that just the title for the head person in charge that is a great question. I don't know for sure. I okay. just don't know for sure. So as we're going on, like I encourage, let's do more research about yes. Khalifa and unearth these stories, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what happened? What happened? Yeah, what Here happened? Oh. All right. Is this going to be sad? Do you see her now? Oh, <laughs> do you no. See where the black Californians are? I mean, are it's just like me and you. So yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We are the descendants of Khalifa. <laughs> So I uh, there's this one author I can't pronounce his name Rafa Nisaki. Well, he okay. mentions a number of black uh, groups in his work, the Primitive Black Nations of America, mm. and uh, I think he wrote this in like 1833. Yeah, and what's this primitive is, fucking term? Well, exactly. Dude. But one thing is for certain: so Europeans and Americans and Spaniards never mistook mistook American Indians for Black Americans. They okay. always knew, like they referred to them as uh, Negro African types or Moors or uh, Blacks or Ethiopians. So or black even people the, be looking like the, black people. Yeah, they were never like, oh, they was like, look at these. They, or they even called themselves like the black, the people of the Queen of Sheba. Like they would That's even black people. Them. Yeah, we're black. That's so <laughs> all those... what happened was a long line of exterminations. Oh. And again... We have history to back this up. Like, if we've okay. seen remnants of this in uh, things like um, the Texas Rangers, which you talked about a while back. The Greenwood um, Massacre. The Greenwood Massacre. Like, there is a history of Europeans coming over here, white folks and Europeans massacring and slaughtering and exterminating and genociding These folks. black people are too successful. Time and, to knock them down a peg. Right? Yeah. Oh, they don't have these bullets. So mm -hmm. great. Because, again, you have people that necessarily, like, I mean, there were maybe warring tribes, but I think, mm -hmm. and again, we don't, so much of that history was destroyed. So, you know, but, like, uh, like there wasn't necessarily this wanting. I think there was a, a co-mingle, a co-mingling mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the land and animals that we don't have in our, our, our way of life today that other cultures had. Oh. So. And California was like the last to be colonized. And so mm -hmm. what, part Wild of like, so there was, it was, the, it was also like some of these stories you're like, this is terrifying because oh. it wasn't necessarily like completely like at some one point it was still kind of a territory, like who really owned it. Right. And they had, um, so a lot of the San Francisco, they had not the San Francisco, they had the California missions. So right. missions like San Diego mm -hmm. led by Juniper, Juniper Sarah, which I, I wanted to say that name because I know there are schools named after this guy. And it's straight so, in San Francisco. 
Right. And so what we would do in some of these missions, oh, uh, no. they would, <laughs> and they usually targeted children, um, right. but they essentially would like uh, lure folks there. So different like folks, they were like, again, like Christianity and we're going to save you. Right. And through uh, some of these people were being slaughtered by the military and it was like, oh, what? okay, well, you can come to these, uh, you know, churches, but they had like different diseases that they would sort of uh, oh expose them to. Mm-hmm. And they also would... Uh, uh, turn them into late like at the missions they became they were forced into labor camps yeah um, terrible living conditions mm-hmm. harsh treatment until um so that was a, a lot of folks died during through like th- through these missions but yep. in 1775 the san diego mission burnt down because the natives and the black folks revolted against it fuck yes and uh, I guess uh, Santa Barbara and Santa Inez missions were destroyed in 1824. Mm. And then 1834, Mexican governor Jose Figu- 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 Figueroa. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> well, he freed the natives and the black folks from the mission system and yes. stripped the friars of their powers. Good. Which Get is also like some Game ass. of Thrones shit. Like, they were like, we've got all this power and we're going to, you know. It's so true. Like, in the fourth or third grade, when you're doing California history, I don't know if they'd still do this, but back when I was a child, you had to build it's a mission. A mission, yeah. The fourth grade had to build yeah. a mission. And I remember being taught by my parents that, you know, mission shit wasn't so copacetic. So we're going to do this, but here's some real history. We're going to visit a mission because you have to do it, but here's some real history. And then to be honest, because I'm glad that I was raised by who I was raised, when I went on a tour of a college in California that I got accepted to, we were like, mm, this looks too much like a mission. So I didn't Ooh, go there yeah. because missions. I'm so glad you didn't. Like, I mean, come on. Like, granted, religion is great. But when you use religion as a guide for hate and people extermination, yep. you got another thing coming. Like, yeah, that, that ain't right. Yeah, that is a whole other thing. And that's like the tool of it. And actually, like, there was one point in Khalifa's story where Christians had said that like she was being summoned to uh, essentially join the battle of during the Crusades against I. Uh, mm. Who was it? Who was the guy who was leading the for the Muslims? Was it Con- not Constantine? Well, I forget. But she was being called into it, like she was yeah. on the side of the Christians, oh. the Khalifa, because she was so powerful. Wow! You know? like, but then they're she- turning around and destroying her people. But I also just like that, like, I doubt Khalifa was being called to that. Like, yeah, I know. (laughs) But she's that powerful of a figure that she's in that lore. Exactly. That they wanted to use her in their narrative that Khalifa was on our side. Khalifa. So about 100,000 Native people had died during the mission system. Oh, my God. So Natives and Black folks were being murdered during that. And apparently, I don't know about these numbers because this sounds like a lot of people. But again, like, I don't have... There's so much information that was destroyed. So I'm just glad that someone's throwing something out there that like we've got to question the narratives that we do have. Mm -hmm. But by the start of the American, the Mexican-American War, uh, there were 26 million acres that were controlled by uh, just 813 ranchers. And so then we go into the gold rush. Okay. So this is when they began the killing of blacks and children. Oh, awesome. uh, The blacks and their children. And it was ignored by the authorities. Of course. Because this is the wild, wild west, and re- rewards range from five dollars for every severed head in Shasta City Jesus. in 1855 to uh, twenty five cents for a scalp in Honey Lake in 1863. So you would get money for like murdering, black like folks. some fucking cans you collected out of like a recycling bin. That's some Very bullshit. Very similar, yeah. One resident of Shasta City wrote about how he remembers seeing men 
bring mules to town, each laden with eight to ten native heads. That's disgusting. Uh, That's disgusting. How do you not have nightmares for the rest of your life after that? After doing something like that. That's disgusting. Whenever I hear stuff like that, it reinforces that people in the past had lower IQs and were ridiculous. Like, how? Ugh, disgusting. And other laws called for collective punishment for the whole village for crimes committed. Um, If one person did a crime, then it was like, well, your whole town must go. And so you would have the destruction of entire villages and its inhabitants. So it led to about 150... um, villages and na- uh, nations being uh, uh native nations uh being destroyed so similar to the practice to black aboriginals so this is so gross slaughtering so like wondering what happened so like again slaughtering um these nations what happened then mm-hmm. and this is similar to what happened to black Ar- Ar- aboriginals in uh like australia mm-hmm. um the like sort of um uh, black natives that were here and like mm-hmm. the, the black Californians and, and they what they did is they just started sort of blending in mm. with the other blacks who were coming in through uh, freed slavery or still sort of under some sort of indentured servitude. Yeah. So started, because we I looked alike. I don't blame alike. them. They would like, be like, we, okay, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. Your life is actually kind of bettered as like a freed slave, which is like also shitty and awful. Like, yeah, you the have, whole like, thing is shitty. It's a rock and a, it's racism and a Rock in a hard place, racism and terribleness. Just yeah, yeah. So um, today in 2004. So um, if you are interested in more of this, you can go to the Cultural Society Museum in San Francisco. What? Where um, yeah, in 2004, there's the African American Historical and Cultural Society Museum in San Francisco. Uh, they have assembled a Queen Khalifa exhibit. Um, curated by John William Templeton and it features um, a lot of different works and exhibits and and things like that. So it's like, I mean, this woman... I wish you were here. I know, so we can go. Like, this woman existed and, like, a lot of the information, like, you know, it's, it's hard to get some of the numbers and facts because so much has been destroyed. But, like, to me it adds up and it makes a hell of a lot more sense. And you know mm-hmm. what? I think some of this information is, I remember in my history classes, mm. we skipped over hella chapters talking about South America. Like, right. And, and African, like essentially, if you look at it, history in your history classes in the US, we really just kind of look at like how America became an empire. Right. We study ancient Egypt, then we go to like Greece, then we go to Europe, and then exactly. we come to the Americas. And I know for a fact so that there's true. chapters that we missed out on. Like and some this information is maybe there as a footnote in our history books mm-hmm. but like we also don't even because we don't get tested on it in our standardized testing like it's all our, our history is being stolen from us and, and forgotten yep this is oh god one disgusted with the educational system of the united states but two so fucking proud of hearing this stuff that you're bringing up like honestly i'm ashamed to say i did not know about queen khalifa I had no idea. I'm born and raised in California. I'm a black woman. Like, I'm so proud to hear this, even if, like you said, it's mythology. But I am I think your facts are pretty spot on that she did exist, that black people yeah. were traveling back and forth. Like, it, I feel like all little black kids need to hear this story. Yeah. This is a story that I think needs to be created. And so I say, let's continue this woman's history and legacy let's unearth there's more like her 
you know, yes. and we need to get more of these stories out there. Um, you know, they say, you know, Khalifa is a part of California history. Mm-hmm. She also reinforces the fact that African-Americans have always been a part of California. Like this is in so many ways, the Americas are our land. Have we, we've come at it from every different angle and mm-hmm. every different way, shape and form. Mm. And I just want folks to be empowered. And if anybody's sitting there rolling their eyes about this myth, I'm like, look at some of the myths that you fucking learn exactly. in school and think about how maybe those empowered you. Okay. Hercules or Paul Bunyan or like, right. even like there's parts of like in the Bible, I'm going to say that as well. You know, like there are other stories that just because they weren't put into like someone else's book, which again, mm-hmm. they had p- a political agenda behind it right and destroying other cultures and like you said dehumanizing other cultures so it was easier to to enslave them and treat them as less than and there were other people we were living large and in charge Mm -hmm. but loose and fancy free for centuries without folks coming over here trying to tell us what to do and you know it is it is so true and um tv shows and media we don't need no punk rock will. I see that show TNT. It looks stupid. We should have had oh, yeah. something like Queen Khalifa Queen in Khalifa California. Adventures, yeah. And Game of Thrones, I'm citing you. I'm citing any sort of mythological something because, like, to dare say that, like, oh, well, I guess, you know, they just, like, they, they didn't have to have what, like, it's, I, 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 anybody who's like trying to defend Game of Thrones, I'm like, bullshit, because you could have yeah. had this story alone shows that you could have had a figure there. Exactly. All the snaps. All, all snaps. the snaps. I mean, you can watch something. Just don't defend it. Be like, don't I watched it. this. Just be it's like, problematic. Yeah. And it's problematic. It's racist and rapey. Yes. The two R's. The two R's of terror. Racist and rapey. <laughs> two R's of terror. Strike again. But Queen Khalifa, let you guide all of us Californians. I'm speaking for myself, too. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to our own griffins off to the paradise of the islands. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Queen Khalifa. <laughs> Creativity, comedy, and friendship. All these things and more are waiting for you at Max FunCon East at the maybe haunted Pocono Manor, September 1st through 3rd. We only have a few tickets left, and they're on sale right now. So head on over to MaxFunCon.com to buy your tickets. Don't miss out. It's my corner. I can talk if I want to. Talk if I want you. to. Talk if it's I you. want to. It's you. About. See, wait. Can yeah. I? No, oh. go ahead. Oops. Damn it, I was going to say, see, look, I didn't interrupt to take over your song, and then I did. And then I did. I tried to learn this time. You got it. It was good. It was good. You were like literally mid-no. You were. And I just interrupted you. But also, I was expecting you to interrupt, so I got kind (laughs) of nervous and didn't know what to do, because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm still up at the bat. I got to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) No, I learned my lesson from the last time. I was like, nope, this is her song, and I'm going to let her sing it. Oh, man. Well... I yes. am doing, doing one of my classic book listicles. Yay! I love a good bus- a booksicle. Bosom booksicle. A ballistical. A book. A book. A book listicle. I like a book book listicle. I love a good book listicle. So, um, KQED, gotta love me some PBS. 
Oof, yes. KQED Serve is it up the, all day, all night. Yes, it is the channel they slay, out here. They say all, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So, is it just on the West Coast? Well, KQED is only, um, it's the station for the Bay Area's PBS. So everybody oh. has their own PBS. You and I are, are used well, to KQED because that's what we grew up mm-hmm. with. Yeah. But there's other like KTHS, I think, or something weird mm-hmm. or like other ones. No. It's PBS. Everybody mm-hmm. got PBS. Okay. Okay. But KQED is the shit. That- <laughs> if y'all don't know, I recommend, you know what? Just pack your bags up and Come move your ass over to California and go get you some KQED because you you have been missing out. Because I think San- you have been missing out. I think out. San Francisco even has like KTHS. Like they have different ones. Like True. We're in like a but region. KQ- we're a specific region with their okay. KQED. I grew up with me some KQED. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how we well, do it. Well, this is it. just basically PBS, which everybody loves some PBS. Who doesn't? If you don't, go speak to your therapist ASAP. And it is summertime. It's still summertime. If you are a parent, you probably got some bored children hanging out around the house, not knowing what to do before you ship them off to camp. Get them a book and get them reading. Exactly. But you don't want them to, they can read a little bit of trash, but kind of substitute like how you do a little vegetable, a little sugar, you know, mm. you mix it up. Mm-hmm. Here are some mm-hmm. books that are going to be. A little bit of booze. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of fiber. So this is your fiber in book form. So um, we're going to go over seven books that teach kids about social justice and activism. Delightful. And it's by Kayla Lattimore. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Okay, so I'm scrolling. The first one is A is for Activism. It's by Inosanto Nagara. So it's basically an alphabet book. And the front page has, it says A is for Activism with a little brown fist doing the power sign. Mm, And an upside down cat. I don't know why, but you know, children's books. They be crazy. They be crazy. I sometimes feel like people just do a bunch of LSD and they're like, I'm a draw book now for kids. I think that's, that's kind of what, what it is because they are okay. fucking weird. But OK, so A is for act- Activism by Inso- Inosanto Nagara, N-A-G-A-R-A. Um, every letter is the definition for a, so- a different social movement. For F, kids learn about feminism. When we get to <gasps> G, kids learn about the meaning of grassroots organizing and why it's what? important. Yeah. It's beautifully this book sounds amazing. I know. I, so I want to give this to some adults of like, you need to learn up on your alphabets. I know. It's so good. So um, the, the book basically is beautifully illustrated, as most little kid books are. Um, uses rhyming and alliteration to get your little reader excited about social change. Um, so that is A is for activism. Ooh. The, I mean, I want to use alliteration to get our our listeners excited about stuff because you know, yeah, I mean, love alliteration. They do. People fucking Look, love a sing song. Left, leave it, loser. I don't. That's know. not uh, alliteration. What, isn't it when it's all L? Oh, it's got to sound like. Oh, you said like, look. I thought you said book, and then you're like no. left, and I was like, what? Look, <laughs> okay. left, like lady, lady, okay, was... love. Letters. There you go. You do know alliteration. Activism. I just did it. <laughs> when you, you said book, I was like, what? <laughs> no. You're like, you need to go back to summer school, Mr. Martin. <laughs> okay, the next one. One of a kind, comma, like me. <gasps> Unico como yo. By mm. Lauren Mayanero, Robert Leo Trujillo, and Teresa M. Malloyer. 
Um, a heartwarming story about a young boy, Danny, who fights gender stereotypes by dressing up as a princess for the school parade. The author, Lauren Maino, was inspired to write this from her own experience with her son, Danny. Oh, great. <laughs> like a, a young boy, Danny, her son, Danny. Um, yeah, I wonder, I mean, you can kind of see some of the similarities. Just a little on the nose there. Just a little close. It's sweet. This is sweet. Sometimes as parents, we must unlearn things we learned growing up, says Mayanio. The book is bilingual in English and Spanish and discusses gender expression from a child's point of view. I love that. I think that's fantastic. And I think I'm so glad that you mentioned this because it is a topic that I want to talk about because I have a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who has a child who is just, um, who now identify, is moving to identify as uh, a girl. Mm -hmm. And just, um, I'm glad to see there is literature out there like that for self expression. Yeah, and like, you know, kids are not all, they're not as wrapped up into shit as we are as adults. Right. They don't, they're just living their life, their truth purely so might as well cultivate it and support it and put it in book form with pretty pictures exactly i do kind of wish that she did use a pseudonym for the kid in the book because people deserve privacy but you know what that's her son so whatever i'm staying out of their she business she is a dina lohan at heart <laughs> she is like listen danny or should i say Lindsay? you are getting in the limelight because how else is he gonna get the disney tv show by the same name he's gotta be miley was miley there wasn't you know i mean was... just fucking no she wasn't <laughs> Miley was Miley, wasn't she? No. Like, I'm just being Miley. Oh, she was uh, No, Susan what was Tanner. the show? God, what no, was the what name? No, what the fuck was the name of the show? Uh, Kylie oh, Coyote. God. No. Uh, oh, Hannah God. Montana. <laughs> yeah, she was Hannah Montana. She wasn't Miley. She even got a fucking pseudonym. Get, at least it? call Danny Timmy in the book. I don't know. Timmy Jones. <laughs> uh, are you sure? I thought, I thought she played... Miley was playing her alter ego, Hannah Montana. I think she had another name that was not Miley. I think she was okay. Hannah Montana when she was like singer lady the and then stage, she was somebody but then else. By day, she was just Miley Cyrus. I don't think so. Well, I wasn't. I, I, I'm Neither a Zenennial. Neither of us were watching. So I, I was a Zen, I'm a Zenennial, so I messed, I missed it. Neither of so us. So all you millennials can tell me how that worked Neither out. Neither of us were watching this show. Okay, but I don't want to critique it. The book is beautiful, so go out and get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this next book, Stepping Stones, A Refugee Family's Journey by Margaret Ruz and Nizar Ali Badir. A bilingual tale in Arabic and English about a Syrian family's flee from home. The book explains the refugee experience through beautiful illustrations. Love this. Lovely. This next one i love i actually got to see the i'm bragging a little bit so it's called rad women worldwide by kate schatz and miriam klein stahl um this book takes your child through a list of revolutionary women who changed history through activism and radical thought young readers meet influential leaders from the painter frida kayo to anarchist political activist emma goldman so you guys might recognize the style of this book because kate schatz and miriam klein stahl had another book that was really popular um it was called uh i'm just gonna look it up really quick because it it was called rad women um 
Rad American Women A through Z, and there's also Rad Women Worldwide. This was a popular book that a lot of woke moms gave to other woke moms. Um, it's all cut out drawings, and I have to give a shout out to them because I actually hosted an event at my library <sighs> where they came in and spoke to the students. Amazing. Um, if you're a part of the Sunday Solidarity group on um, Facebook, Kate Schatz is a big proponent in that. She's constantly working for feminism and um, um, solidarity and fight against the powers that be right now. Miriam Kleinstahl does cut work, cut work like shadow cutting mm-hmm. art of people. Ooh. So all the images that you see in this book, Rad Women Worldwide, um, it's all her cutting out silhouettes. Wow. And then that's the picture. And when I had that program where they both came in, um, Kate Schatz talks, talked to the audience while Miriam created an image on the spot. They're what? amazing. They're like the real deal. Like, that's yeah, amazing. They're amazing. Holy fuck balls. Both very nice. I ended up telling Kate Schatz about my stupid science fiction book idea, and she was very kind and listened patiently. <laughs> Wait, what is your science fiction book idea? I'll I'm tell you off air. This. I'll tell oh, you. Story time with Aneke. I just love that you fangirled out. and she... I love that you know what, Aneke, I'm giving you the props because I know like as you are an introvert extrovert, yes. I know that took a lot for you to, oh. to tell this woman that you admired. Yes. So go you. Thank like, well you. Done. In my head, I was like, shut up, Aneke. And then I just kept going on. Anyways, so. Because once you start, you can't be like, I know. I have this really great idea for this. Uh, Oh, God. I'm doing it now. And there's a dragon. (laughs) It's in space Uh, and there's griffins. The worst. Okay, so the next book is Amina's Voice by Henna Khan. This coming-of-age story follows a young Muslim girl named Amina as she deals with the ups and downs of growing up, friends moving away, and preparing to read from the Quran in public for the first time. While dealing with the pains of adolescence, Amina must also process the vandalism of her local mosque and the Islamophobia that follows. Looks, mm. The art looks beautiful. I am sure. Um, the next, I wish you had mm-hmm. like a picture book so you could show me. I know, but we're going to post the link. link. You'll yeah, post and the, the link. The link has the, co- the covers of all of these and they're all really okay. beautiful. Um, Fred Korematsu Speaks Up by Laura Atkins, Stan Yogi, and Yutaka Huyet. Ooh, a team of people. Yeah. Most books are written, children's books are written by a group of people because somebody's got to do the art. Somebody's got to write the story. So when we write ours, we need to pick up some, like, other folks to, like, do the doodles. Yeah. I don't know how to doodle. I'm not going to be doodling. So we need a doodler. I got the words. If you can do Sally them, let us picked know. up a basket <laughs> from the garage. <laughs> Draw a picture of it. Oh my god. And it and that garage was full of racist people and she ran away. Oh my and god. she said, Don't you be racist? And okay. so draw that. So okay. we're having a contest for the Minority Corner Kids Club cartoon contest. This is and all draw right. in your picture. This is getting <laughs> send it in. Okay. Um. Back to Fred Kormatsu <laughs> speaks up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this book tells the story of internment camps for Japanese Americans during mm. World War II. We follow the story of Fred Kormatsu, a Californian who believes these acts are unconstitutional, so much so that he brings a case against his internment all the way to the Supreme Court. This book is the first in a series of books that aim to influence young readers to fight for justice in their communities. That's Fuck dope. yeah. 
I'm so glad that there are more children's books aside from just like Martin Luther King and Jackie Robinson. Like, yes, those are great, great. heroes and stories. But you need to diversify but, it a little bit more. I feel like that's all there was in terms of like social justice books. Right. That's it. So here's the last one. The Hate You Give, and you is spelt with the letter U. It is by Angie Thomas. Star Carter is a 16-year-old girl who's navigating two worlds of her upper-class prep school and the reality of her poverty-stricken neighborhood. After she witnesses her friend getting shot and killed in a confrontation with the police, she must deal with the consequences of talking about what she saw. The author unpacks the complexity and weight of standing up for what you believe in at a young age. And she's this cute black girl with like a, a cute afro and some cut-off shorts holding up a protest sign. So good. And that one's by Angie Thomas, and it's called The Hate You Give. So Whoa. if you have a kid in your life or if you just want a fun, like, I mean, honestly, I feel like kids' books, especially these with beautiful illustrations, make great coffee table books, too, even if you don't have children. Ooh, yeah. It's a quick, easy it's, read, especially with a topic that's, like, on social justice and activism. Why not? Yeah. And you're saying something to, like, that special someone who comes over that you're ready for kids. Or not. Well, I'm just thinking Don't scare people now. They're going to be like, oh, I was going to get it. Nope. Never mind. Or like, or like, oh, I'm interested in like children's futures. Anyways, you're going to get, you're going to get laid is what I'm saying. So like, if you want to get laid, uh, set these books out on your coffee table and people will be like, you are amazing, awesome, and believe in children's futures. I like that. It's a win-win. It's good. So um, we're going to post the link. So if you didn't catch what I was saying, you can go look at the link. You can see the covers. Um, And also, if you don't like computers, just rewind and listen to me repeat what I said. I think that you'll be able to find all these books on Amazon. So There's a handy little rewind button that sets it back 15 seconds. If you tap it twice, it'll go double time. Mm-hmm. And another time, it'll it go really fast. So you don't want to do that one. No, you don't want to start at the <laughs> beginning again. But I just use these lists to get inspired to buy some books about activism. Love it. I love it. Yes. I love it so much. Well, thank you. Uh, another uh, wonderful book sickle, book listicle. Book listicle. Book listicle. I like how you said it. Like, it's so simple. <laughs> You're like, damn it, James. Why can't you get it? Obviously, it is a book it's listicle. It's a book listicle. <laughs> from our friendly neighborhood librarian, Aneke. Yay. What the f- is an interview? I mean, I do not know. That was Oscar-winning filmmaker Errol Morris. I'm Jesse Thorne, host of NPR's Bullseye. Allow me to introduce The Turnaround, a new podcast series produced by MaximumFun.org and presented with the Columbia Journalism Review. Join me as I sit down with some of our greatest living interviewers to ask them about interviewing and why and how they do what they do. We'll go deep with some of the biggest names in media, people like Larry King, Katie Couric, Audie Cornish, will be among friends on The Turnaround. Two episodes a week, all summer. Subscribe now and tell somebody. Man, jam-packed ass episode. Can I just say, but damn. But damn. Take that, Bedelia Amelia. Well, that's our dog. I know. Well, you know. Well, she can well, take it to the streets. <laughs> We we've covered so much ground. I think we need to just. Yep, I'm out. Like I've got nothing left yeah. to say. We except tweet I love us. you all. I love you. Thank you Minority for listening. Corner. Thank you for listening, y'all. <laughs> Thank you.
Um, <laughs> Corner Kids Playground, Facebook, like us, my, email us, Minority Corner with a K at, at gmail. gmail.com. And also, we would love some audio stuff. Uh, yes, us audio ask clippings. us anything. Ask us anything. Ask us questions. Also, no one ever took us up on the offer to have us, like, we were going to do uh, readings of old TV episodes or things. I'm, like, we would. You know, I'm no not one... disappointed in that. Okay, we're not ready for that. <laughs> they were going to send us, like, All in the Family or something, or like, we'll do it. by the bell. Send it. The offer is still on the table. Yeah. Yeah, we can do a little we'll do a little script readings keep it short and we'll do it for you so in we're very corner, dramatic it's whatever you want it to be within limits and <laughs> yeah exactly thank you that's where that i little, come in yeah you're like uh, <laughs> uh asterisks um with limits don't make it gross or weird things that, that's always i love that that's always your caveat you're like just don't make it gross you just think you're going to be like penis 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 i mean i do that so i mean we take taken. it to that level i just don't want anybody to take it to a further level that's which true. i can't even imagine like you don't do it because then it's too much like if we're having mm-hmm. to be like mm, you guys need to rain it down it's too gross and yeah. too nasty too many f-bombs like it's too much so we'll oh, keep it we'll man. keep you we'll keep you we'll keep you young and hip and and it's on the true. reg like a like a good bowel movement so like um, some fiber like some fiber let's see we live it up to what we do all right y'all before it gets too crazy we got to get out of here we gotta go so keep on listening thanks for listening you guys we really appreciate you guys for for sticking with us it's wonderful yeah here we go episode 100 right around the corner what should we do we're taking in ideas we're just asking everything from you apparently it takes a village if you're listening at this point you know you are the wind beneath our wings it takes a village so where do we go next all right thanks guys bye bye MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.